Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks, share a review afterward, and always keep it real. In five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining us today, folks, we got the founder of Wild Way. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Kyle Kaler. Kyle, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so before the show, we were talking about this book called Two Mountains. First mountain, building kind of your financial stability. Second mountain, kind of giving yourself away. I want to hear the Cal Kaler story, though. You've been running the business now here for 11 years. Um, tell me a little bit about your background, your origin story, like whatever resonates with you when I ask you that question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I started my career out of school in finance and accounting. Um, so that's where where kind of my, my origin business world began. Um, you know, did that in New York City for a few years, so worked a lot of long hours um, in that space, and just kind of got kind of got tired of that. Really had the entrepreneurial itch and wanted to do something that aligned more with um, myself and my personal values, and my personal values in health, and my personal values in entrepreneurship and business. And so, um, took the leap um, away from the finance and accounting space, moved back to Texas where I'm from, and and started uh, started Wildway really, um, and really kind of with the impetus on really kind of working to kind of change our broken food system, right? I think there's there's something that I really realized um, early on in my career is that our, our food system really is incredibly broken. Um, and so that was really kind of the impetus behind starting Wildway and and was was working to, to help change that uh, one thing at a time. And so that's kind of how we got our start, creating things that are from all natural ingredients, really taking care of how we manufacture them, how we made them, um, and how we grew the business. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the impetus behind uh, how we started. And, and where in the value chain, like, would you say your impact shows up? Like, where are you in, infusing the purpose of what you're trying to do with with the products and the manufacturing of, of what you're trying to provide? Yeah, I would say in a few different areas, I would say first, it's the sourcing component is really important to us, how things are grown and how they're sourced, I think. The, the food industry um, over the course of time has really been built on extractive practices, right? Extracting things from the environment and creating food products that are really devoid of a lot of nutrition um, and of, uh, devoid of a lot of health aspects um, and then selling them to consumers to make a really big profit. And so that's something that we're really working on changing, starting from the sourcing, starting how things are grown. We're really trying to bring regenerative agriculture and organic farming to the forefront with how we're sourcing things and really trying to source them the right way um, and take that extra care with how we treat our suppliers in our supply chain, all the way from how the ingredients are grown to how they're produced. We're vertically integrated as well. So we have our own manufacturing facility um, here where we produce all of our own ingredients. And so that's really kind of the second you know, aspect of, of where we create value is, is you know, I, I see a lot of businesses in this industry that take a lot of care into how their products are sourced and the ingredients that they use and how their products are made. Um, but the business itself, it's is still financially extractive in nature. 
um, and how they treat their employees as well. And so a big part of, of what I wanted to do growing a business was being, was, was, was being able to tie those two things together and really grow a really good business along with, not only with the sourcing component with the ingredients that we choose, um, but how we treat our employees and how we treat our people and how we manufacture our ingredients um, and really working to create a really, really good, sustainable, resilient, and equitable, equitable business behind the ingredients and the, and, and the products that we produce. And so what do you think is different about your business from a culture standpoint or an employee worker relationship or a policy even standpoint that might be different than opposed to these other competitors that you say might not be as, I guess the word you use is more extractive. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that there's a lot of things. Um, The first, I would say that we've, we've got a four day work week, which is really important to us and and really cultural, um, a culturally important thing to us. Um, Just about all of our employees are on salary and that goes from you know, the employees on the production line to our sanitation employees, all the way up to our management team. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of hierarchy in the business either. I'm not really a huge fan of business titles or things like that. And so as you, as we promote people from within, you know, I kind of just let them choose their own titles and, and choose kind of, kind of what they want to be. And, and that, you know, I think the really bring brings in the really, really big team aspect. Um, to, to our company and to our culture. Um, the fact that we're kind of all working to kind of solve the same problem and kind of all working with the same goals in mind. Uh, that's that's something that's incredibly important to me. And, and I can see that kind of shine throughout the rest of our team to know that everybody's kind of working towards the same the same kind of goals and, 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 and the same things that we're working towards, so. I love that. And we, we actually just transitioned to a, a four-day work week only four weeks ago. And so like, I like, for people listening to this and myself, I'm curious, when did you make the switch and like what have been maybe the surprise benefits or changes in your culture? Yeah, um, we did that change, I would say five years ago or so. We changed, we moved over to a four-day work week and you know, I did it just because I thought it was the right thing to do, right? I'm a big fan of just having that balance between work life and home life. And, you know, I thought that there needed to be more balance there um, just across the board. And, you know, it's it's not something that we did, you know, we, you know, it's funny because I tried to, you know, we had a PR firm that we we had hired for for a while and, and we had tried to kind of pitch this concept to them to kind of gain more traction really in our industry and, and overall about the power of the four day work week. Um, and they kept coming back to me asking like, hey, is there, you know, give me some like, give me some data and some statistics around how it's better for you guys. Like, are you guys more profitable? Are you guys, are they more efficient? Like are you less turnover? You know, and it, it, I had to say like, Hey, stop, stop, stop. It's, it's not why we did it. Right. I didn't, we, you know, we did, we are not doing these things to generate more profit, to, to generate more wealth, to, um, to make people more efficient. Um, you know, we're not, I'm not treating these people like machines. Right. And to me, to, to me, that's, that's kind of a big problem of how a lot of people view some of these things is they, they view them very mechanically, right? Like, hey, go to a four-day work weekend, you'll have more efficient and you'll gain more points of margin and you'll gain more profit. And, and again, that goes back to like the extrative mindset um, of mm. business. And, and to me, I just wanted to move to a four-day work because I thought it was the right thing to do, to give more people more time with their families, more time away. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it really resonated with, with our employees as well. Like we don't expect any more of them, right. During that, during that four day work, I don't expect them to get five days of work crammed into four days. Right. Um, I just expect them to, to just be human. Right. And so 
someday, you know, whatever that means to them. Right. And so, and just respect that everybody's got their own life outside of here that impacts the work that they do here. Um, and just having that empathy with everybody else, I think has had the biggest impact on cultural culture kind of overall. I, I love that. And, and it's, it's, I, I would say I'm like, I was the same way, you know, I was like, it's hard to separate your, cause we're remote. It's like, it's hard to separate your like work life with your normal life now. And yeah. our employees were incredibly burnt out and everyone's already working long hour days. It's like, geez, you know, let's just give people a life, you know? Um, but I like that. It, it's interesting though. Like what would be like your take on like measuring your impact then? Like, do you, like you're obviously doing it because you think it's the right thing. You're not doing it to really make make a, a measurement, or are you trying to measure it to then validate and communicate that impact? Just just curious. No, I'm really not trying to measure it at all, right? Um, I mean, I think our employees' livelihood and their their mental health, mental health, and kind of how happy they are with how their life is going is is all the really the validation that I need, right? Um, you know, I want I want people to be happy with where they work. I want their work to enhance. Um, to enhance the rest of their life, not be detrimental to it or extract from it. I want I want it to enhance everything else that they're doing with their life. I want it to be something that they look forward to doing and something they look forward to coming to. I mean, so much, so, you know, so many of us spend so much more time kind of in a work setting or with work um, than we do outside of it, right? Um, if you take into effect sleep and all these other things, right? Um, you know, a lot of times the majority of our time and the majority of our life is spent doing something work-related. And so I wanted that to, kind of enhance the rest of their life and their lifestyle instead of extract from it. And so as long as that's the feedback that I'm getting, um, that's, that's enough validation um, for me to, to make those changes. So. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, thanks for being honest. I, I think that um, that I could see that being like a huge draw for like a lot of values align employees who like believe in kind of same like values, if, if you will. Uh, but in order to like establish those values, I think, you know, one may have had to like go through something to understand the importance of a work-life balance. Like when you were in New York City, were you just, you know, driving yourself crazy or like what, like what maybe led <laughs> to this, this revelation that, you know, this is like really, really important and we need to take this you know very seriously. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I worked insane hours when I worked in New York, right? I mean, I think there was a period, you know, three or four months in the winter, one season where I don't think I saw the light of day, right? Got into work before the sun rose and worked from a windowless conference room um, until long after the sun set. And that's incredibly, you know, demoralizing and draining on someone. And so that's something that I never wanted to to put pressure on, on any of our employees, right? Or, or, or anybody that that worked with me or for me at all. Um, so that, that definitely had a big impact on that as well. I mean, something that I also never wanted um, any of our, you know, employees to have to say is, is to have to pass them an opportunity because they didn't have enough vacation time, right? Or they didn't have the time to take off, right? So we've got, you know, we have a mandatory amount of vacation time that employees have to take every year. Um, we just shut down, we give it to them, right? Like we, we, the entire week of Thanksgiving, we're shut down. Like you have to take that week off. Like you can't come into work. Um, there's an entire week to the holiday time at Christmas that we, we shut down. We see you have to take that time off with your families. You, you can spend it with your family. You can spend it not with your family, but you can't spend it with work. Like right? you have to take off. Uh, we give a summer break every summer for the same reason, right? Like you can't, like we're going to give a week where you can go do whatever you want to do, but it's not work, right? We're going to force you to take time off, to recharge, relax, do whatever it is that you want to do outside of here. Um, because that's just something that's incredibly important to me and something that I want to give our, our, all of our employees the opportunity to take advantage of as well.
And, and what's been a, have you, have you yourself personally, uh, I guess, been challenged with this? I mean, being an entrepreneur is no easy feat and does require a ton of time. Are you taking care of yourself while trying to do this yeah. as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, I am. I think it's incredibly important, right? Um, self-care is incredibly important because if I don't take care of myself, right, then it's, it's, it's from a top-down approach. Um, it just doesn't work, right? And I'm not setting a good example for our employees or the rest of the business. And so I build those things into my routine, right? I build, I build in um, daily workout routines. I build in a sleep schedule. I build in a lot of those. It, it takes building in a routine and building in those habits throughout your day um, to ensure that you're taking care of yourself as well. Because if you don't, um, you know, and, and you are, you are the example for the rest of your company, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's helpful. And you've been mentioning a lot about this. And I, I think this really boils down to a lot of like leadership, right? Setting a good example, you know, doing the right thing, uh, thinking long term. Um, how would you describe like your leadership style, if you will? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing that would describe my leadership style is simply just trust. Um, trust all over the board, right? Um, I have, you know, I'll have people, employees come to me all the time asking questions. Hey, should I do this? Should I do that? Um, what do you think about this? And my answer is mostly always the same. It's like, hey, I hired you for a reason. I, I hired you because I trust you to make the right decision. Um, you know, if it later on it turn, comes out that that might not have been the best decision, like it's something we can learn from, right? Because that's just how you learn. But I think it, it just comes down to trusting them to do the right thing and make the right call. And if, and if they make a call that's not ideal or not the call that I would have made, or maybe not the best call at the time, then it's just simply learning from them because that's how we learn, right? I've made plenty of mistakes as the owner of the business, right? And so it, it's, it's, I can't ask the same for any, any, any different from me of my employees, right? I know that mistakes are going to be made and things are going to happen, but I have to trust them I have to trust them to make those mistakes or not make those mistakes, right? I have to trust them regardless. Um, and so I think it's just extending that ownership to them um, and, and giving them ownership over their own role and trusting that they're going to that that they're going to do the job and role that that they were kind of hired to do um, that they're in a position to do is is um, I think that that describes it. Um, I think, I think to a T, right? Because um, when it comes down to it, what employees really want is they want dignity, right? And they want ownership, right? And so those are the two things that I try to give every single employee here the most. I want to give them the dignity to kind of do their job, how they see it done, right? I want to give them the dignity, dignity over their time. Um, and I want to give them ownership over what they're doing, right? And then have them own their role and, and own their decisions. So I think that's incredibly important. And that's, it's been incredibly important to our growth as a company as well. It seems really empowering, and and in, in this type of leadership style, as management style as well. Like, what is the typical? If there, there probably isn't one, but what is like the the average day look like to you? Maybe a better way to ask this is like, where do you, if you had a pie chart, like, where do you think you spend most of your time? Good question. Um, pie chart where I spend most of my time, I would say. I'd say I spend I spend a pretty good amount of time in making sure that we've got the right people in the right places, right? And making sure that they're doing um, the things that they need, they need to be doing um, and empowering them to do those things that they need to do. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I spend a significant amount of time just on our overall kind of direction and vision for the business and thinking long-term about where we want the business to go and how we can get there and what steps we need to take along the way in order to make that a reality. Um, that would be a lot of it, right? I think there's, there's, 
a lot of little bit of time in a lot of different areas of the business, right? I have a, I kind of have a foot in a little bit of everything. Um, just again, to keep beat on everything. I think it's incredibly important that I don't get too far away from things like customer service or kind of things that are happening on the production line um, or any of those things. I think it's, that's, it's incredibly important not to get too far away from those things and kind of have a beat on, on how everything is going, how everything is happening. And so that shifted a lot over the years. And so, but I think now, um, you know, the majority of my time now, again, is a lot of it's spent on vision um, and strategy for the business. And then just making sure that our, that all our people are taken care of is a big part of that as well. Uh, most of our promoting we've done internally. We've, we've kind of promoted people up from where they started maybe hourly on the production lines. And now they're production manager, they're our operations manager or COO or, or your food safety manager or whatever it may be. And, and so I think it's just making sure that those people have what they need um, and they're taken care of and making sure that I'm supporting them in whatever capacity I need to support them in so that they can do their jobs well. That's, that's where a lot of my time is spent as well. Interesting. And, and where do you, where do you struggle? Like, where do you struggle the most right now? I mean, everyone's struggling with something that they're going on. Where, where are you trying to, where you struggle right now? Or maybe you met another way I says, where are you, where are you trying to improve? Yeah. Um, I think, I think what I, where I struggle the most is, is I think that's kind of a, those two go hand in hand. I think where I struggle the most is with the improvement piece, right? I think I, I, we constantly want to do things better and, but just knowing that there's a lot of things that just take time to do. And so I, I struggle being impatient, right? I struggle wanting things to happen right now or happen tomorrow, or I want to make the change that we're seeking to make, you know, next week. And when in reality, that's a change that's going to take years to happen. Right. I think that's something that I struggle with is just having some patience to know that like the things that we're doing, um, we're doing them for, you know, long-term value, long-term, you know, mission and a long-term change, not something that's going to necessarily, but not, not something that we're going to necessarily see the benefits of tomorrow or the next week or the next month, um, but something that we'll see the benefits from two, five, 10, 20 years down the road. Well, it's a very far-sighted, Cal. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on, just like sharing your perspective, your experience, and the truth, of course, today on the episode. Uh, Kyle, in all this, what is your definition of a real leader? Yeah, my definition of a real leader, I would think that someone who... I think it's someone who offers the utmost support, encouragement, and trust um, to those that are around. Right, I think that those are... I think support, encouragement, and trust are incredibly vital um, for any leader to have. Um, and I think empathy can be thrown in there as well. I don't. I, don't, I, I think that if you support your people, um, you trust them to do your job, um, and you empathize with them on a daily basis. I, I think that that will go leaps and bounds. That the, the, those three things and just just go leaps and bounds into into creating a really great organization. I like that. I like the acronym. I'm gonna add the fourth one. Seat. S E E T. Support empathetic encouragement and trust for Kyle Kaler. I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, be a real leader and always keep it real. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Hey, real leaders. Thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. 
If you go online to realtors.com today, you're gonna get the first 30 days for free where you're gonna be able to access all of our magazines, courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.